May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Church, I have a question for you. Are you afraid of the dark? Recently, we have become used to our days getting longer and the sun staying in the sky much later into the evening. But for the next few minutes, I want you to place yourself within the context in which Jesus was put to death on a Roman cross. So imagine right now that the sky has turned dark. Your TV has turned off and your phone too. That radio you keep for emergencies will not turn on. The batteries in your flashlights are dead and you cannot find the matches for your candles. Imagine for this moment that you are indeed in complete, total and utter darkness. And in this darkness, suddenly you feel the ground shake. Incredulously, you hear rocks splitting. You have no idea what has happened, but you can only imagine that whatever it is, is serious, perhaps life-changing. If you're still with me in this simulation, you might also feel a mixture of anxiety and fear. I get it. We've been told that bad things happen in the dark. Monsters hide in the dark. Some of us were told that we needed to come home before the streetlights came on to avoid the dark. Others slept and perhaps still sleep with a nightlight or some other light on in the house close to their bedroom just in case. And even now, when we think of safety, one of our instinctual responses is to also think of light. But my friends, if we go back to the beginning, to the very start of creation, we find that darkness is not bad, but good. It is written that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Darkness. Darkness was our beginning. And in that darkness, God saw the fertile ground from which all creation would spring forth. Everything Everything we have in all of creation was birthed in darkness. So often we approach darkness with fear and apprehension, yet perhaps it is darkness that is where we actually need to be. Perhaps the quiet stillness of darkness is the space in which we are best able to witness confirmation or even proof of God's existence. Darkness is at once destabilizing and recentering.
I believe that darkness is revelatory in nature. See, it was darkness that signaled the gravity of the day that Jesus died. We must remember that crucifixion, as awful as it was, was indeed a routine form of execution. There was a prescribed manner in which to put someone on a cross, a prescribed manner in which to hasten death, a prescribed manner in which to stand at ease after the execution was completed. For the executioners, everything about that day was routine until there was darkness. In that darkness, Christ, hanging from the cross, called out, Father, why have you forsaken me? In darkness, Jesus Christ, God on earth as man, was mocked, ridiculed, and disparaged. In that same darkness, as he hung from that barbaric cross, Jesus surveyed all of creation and at last cried out, Forgive them, for they know not what they do. As Jesus says those words, we learn from the Gospel of Mark that the earth shudders, rocks split, the veil of the temple is torn in two, tombs open, and the dead are raised. Something else happens too. The Roman centurions who had killed Christ saw all of this, saw darkness in their midst, and exclaimed that surely, surely, this man was the Son of God. In darkness, they discovered, accepted, admitted, even exclaimed this great truth. Darkness is at once destabilizing and recentering. Darkness is revelatory in nature. And perhaps the reason we fear darkness so much is because we fear the magnitude of what might be revealed to us. Yet I invite you to chase darkness all the same. I invite you to sit in this quiet wonder. Creation in darkness is revelatory. And on this night is perhaps exactly where we need to be. Amen.